This is a Pain Information Network. What me? Welcome back. This is The World According to Me, and this is an interesting story today, very impactful, given to me by my wife, Kathy, and I think this is a private type of person that doesn't want to be credited by name, just from some transmissions that we've had, but I'll give her initials, KS, thank you for being you, good job, good job standing up, and a lot of integrity, she's in Austin, Texas. This is about a gentleman named Craig and the dog Django. The story is this. I'm sorry this is so long, but please read. Today I witnessed something that made me very angry, and it was anger at my generation. I was walking through Walmart when I saw a group of four children between the ages of four and eight crowding around a gentleman and his service dog. The dog... A young cattle dog, and I learned the name later was Django, was doing the best that he could to put himself between these children and his handler. But they were backed into a corner and surrounded. The gentleman, whose name I later learned was Craig, was clearly distressed. My first thought was, where are the parents? I looked around but didn't see anyone around who I thought might be responsible The oldest child reached out and grabbed Django's tail hard, hard enough to make him yelp. Django did not become distracted and continued to do his job. At this point, Craig was very agitated, and and he was white as a sheet. At at this point, I decided I, I couldn't just do nothing, so I calmly walked through the children and went to Craig's side. I'm not sure why these words came to my mouth, but I looked at him and said, We have your back. Trust your partner. The look of relief on his face is something that will stick with me for the rest of my life. I proceeded to take control of these children and get them away from his team. The oldest was particularly taken by surprise by this turn of events and quickly and rudely proclaimed, You aren't my mommy. My thoughts are absolutely no, I am not your mommy, and where the hell is your so-called mother? I ignored him and looked to the three youngest. I spoke to them, hoping that the oldest would listen as well. I first asked them if they knew why Django was in a store that they don't normally see dogs. Of course, none of them knew. I asked them if they knew what they should do when they saw a service dog. Of course, none of them knew. Then I asked if they knew what a service dog was. None of them knew. I then told them what a service dog is and how they help people have normal lives. I told them how they can, they can really even save people's lives. I told them why it could be dangerous for someone to distract a service dog. All but the oldest, they listened. They listened intently. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Craig kneeling with Django. Django was completely focused on his handler, so I turned my focus back to the children. I asked them all these questions, and the youngest three answered perfectly. The oldest looked at me, and I doubted I had gotten through to him, and that made me very sad. He then said something that left me breathless. You mean... They're really dogs that can tell me when I'm going to have a seizure? 
my mind was screaming. Where the blank is this boy's mother, and why would she think it was all okay to leave him alone? I told him yes, and I talked with him about how they do it. I had him. I got through to him. I'd ask him where their parents were. The oldest pointed to two women about my age who were completely absorbed in their clothes, shopping, and on their phones. My heart broke because I knew there was really nothing I could do. I'd been speaking with these children for several minutes, and they hadn't so much as looked up and said, where are my kids? They, they didn't know where they were. They weren't looking for them. I told them they should thank Craig for his service and then go tell their parents everything that they had learned and to leave nothing out. This is where they scampered off, and I turned back to Craig and to Django. I offered to walk with him while he finished his shopping, which he gratefully accepted. He talked to me, and I just listened. He has been on two tours overseas. On his second, his unit was pinned down. Only three soldiers survived. He was injured, causing blindness in one eye. He came home and was diagnosed with severe PTSD. He struggled for a long time to integrate into civilian life. Two months ago, he was paired with a PTSD service dog. That dog is Django. That's right, two months. Django's dedication to his handler, who really he has only known for two months of his life, shows the amazing bonds these dogs form with the people who need them. Even as I walked with them, Django kept himself between me and Craig. He had one eye on his person and one eye on me. We continued to walk, but he shied away from discussion about him. So I told him about me and my cattle dogs. I showed him pictures of Hiccup. His eyes lit up. Django loves to play Frisbee in the backyard. I walked him through his line into his car. I helped him. I helped him unload. I got his things in his car, and I bid him farewell. I didn't offer my hand, as I know touch can be uncomfortable. He offered his, though, then hesitantly gave me a small hug. You guys have to understand how difficult it is for someone PTSD to offer that to a stranger. I'm honored to have been of service to him when he has done so much in his service to us. Please, I beg you, teach your children about service dogs. Teach them that they should never interrupt a team. It can have very dangerous consequences. That's what me.